Welcome to the AM Coffee Podcast, where we talk to fascinating people whose stories you won't hear on the evening news. Now, here's your host, Mike Summers. All right, thanks, Joe, and welcome to AM Coffee. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Daniel Pitts. He's an ordained minister. He has also worked in radio since he was 15 years old. And by my uh, my antiquated math, that's uh, that's been 35 years. That's uh, that's pretty good. He, he does a weekly show called Daniel's Elevated Top 10, DE10. D-E-T-10, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute. And that's heard all over the country as well as internationally. And uh, it's fantastic to have you on the show, Daniel. How are you today? Thank you so much. Thank you for this pleasure to be able to be to be with you here on your on your uh, your radio program here. Being in radio that long, that's uh, that, that's quite a feat. I know I know it's been off and on a little bit, but uh, but you know a lot of people will just kind of walk away from it because it is it can be frustrating with all the buying and selling of stations and all that kind of stuff. And it can, it really can. And and you know I was fortunate. I got into radio when I was in uh, college. Long Beach City College had a little local radio station there. And uh, I was able to get involved in that. And I did some Christian music, but mostly, mostly I would say it was probably pop or whatever. And that actually pretty much, I think, fed my appetite for wanting to get into radio. And I was fortunate enough to get on with um, uh, KISS FM, 102.7 KISS FM here in Los Angeles. And um, that's home of the Rick D's. A lot of people on radio yeah. know who he was and yeah. very, very fortunate to, to get on and, um, you know, get under him for a while. And um, so I would actually, I'd go out and do some of his uh, entertainment reports. We'd say, oh, we saw this person or that person. I'd go on, you know, and, 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 and interview different celebrities or whatever we would see out and about. And then I was also part of the street team. So we'd actually go out and we'd, you know, put the tent up and we were the promotions marketing people, but we are also nice. on air so we would be promoting where we're at and be able to talk to the, you know, interact with the different listeners and stuff. So it was a really cool time. I was with them for about four years and made some great connections. And um, one of the things that came out of that is that one of their honor personalities wanted to do, he was actually he was a born again Christian. And he said, you know, he goes, I really want to do a Christian um, top, top 10 or top five, top 20 something countdown. And I was in because, like I said, I, you know, that's I, I, I like all different type of genres of music, but I really enjoyed the Christian music. And um, so I said, yeah, let's you know, so we kind of played around and he did something for a while. I'm not sure how far he, he went with that, but I did help produce that. But it, it gave me a taste for this to think, hey, you know, I could do something like this later. And so. You know, I've done other things and I just literally came back to that, not actually just this year, a couple of months ago. And I really felt like I needed to get back into Christian radio and actually produce a show. I've done talk radio and talk radio is great. I love talk radio. Love it. Yeah. But there's something special about Christian music. And um, I, like I said, I love both of them. I love both genres. Um, but Christian music, music is something I really wanted to do. So um, I created. Daniel's elevated top 10. And yeah, we count down the top 10 Christian songs in the nation weekly. So uh, the cool thing about that is um, we'll also have interviews. And like I said, we'll actually count down those, those, those songs, but there's stations that are literally around the world. And I think you were just speaking to this that have actually picked up this show. So it's not so even cool. just coast to coast. But it's literally around the world. And it's funny because, you know, doing this, this radio thing off and on, 
you'll come up with different ideas and different shows and, and you hope they, you know, everyone obviously hopes the show takes off, right? Sure. If you have no listeners, you don't have, you don't, it's no really no good. Pod, podcasts are different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was so, but again, you know, and this is the thing, it was not me. It was, it was not, it was, yes, I'm pushing the buttons obviously and using my voice and putting this and producing it. Right. But it was bigger than that. It was God. Yeah. And that's something even that even in my prayer time, when I was trying to launch this, that's in my my prayer time with with the Lord, he ministered to me and said, and this is, I'll never forget this. I, I wrote this down and I talk about it as much as I can. He said, we're a team. We're a team. So he gives me the inspiration because on every single show, I'll have an inspirational point that I'll make. And I'll usually look through scripture and it's like a little miniature, like little Bible study. It, obviously sure. it's very, very short because people are not turning in necessarily to listen to Bible study, but music, yeah, yeah. but I'll incorporate that into it. But I get those words from God. I'll ask him um, specifically, you know, what's, what's the message this week. And so I'll, I'll download that and write that down and whatever it is. And then I'll, I'll bring it out on the show every single week. So yeah, it's really cool. That's, that's really cool. You know, I had a, a similar situation happen to me last year. My, uh, my best friend from 1984, we met and, uh, he, he had COPD from smoking all his life and, and he died. And, um, so I was asked oh, wow, to speak at his funeral and, you know, I had just an absolute blank right up until the morning of, of his funeral. And, you know, I, I told my wife before I went to bed, I said, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea what I'm going to say. So I remember laying there going, you know, God, you're going to have to give this to me because I have no idea. He was a believer and it made it, that made it a little easier. I, I suppose you could uh, kind of go on the fly with that, but it was 4.30 in the morning. I will never forget. It woke me out of a sound sleep telling me it wasn't, obviously it wasn't audibly, but this was impressed in my head so very strongly the uh the uh liar lord uh the the liar lunatic lord thing from uh it wasn't c.s lewis who was that no it was c.s lewis i think i don't know if you're familiar with that but it, it, you know jesus uh, his teachings you could only come to one of three conclusions either he's a liar either he's or he's a lunatic or he's the lord and right. so it was like i came through and 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 you know there were sub supporting scriptures and and how my my friend jesse believed and and it was just it, it was laid in my lap and i was fussing over this for nothing for in and, and you know so I, I i get that that is just yeah. and it doesn't happen often enough for me uh, but i i love that it happens for you this is this is great yeah, I think I think those God moments are so important. And here's and this is an important thing too, I think. I think a lot of people think that God only speaks to the big evangelists and the big people on TV. Yeah. And of course he speaks to them, but he also speaks to you and I. Just little old Daniel, you know, when we're in our prayer time with him, if if we open up and listen to him, um, he'll he'll speak to us. And I've I've written so many different things. Some of it's not necessarily for the public, some of it's just sure. something that he shared with me. But I, like I said, I'll never forget it. It just resonated with me so much um, that we're a team and I've never forgotten that. It also keeps you anchored, you know, that it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, yeah, it's named after me, but again, I'm the one using my voice and pushing the buttons, producing it, but it's not Daniel's show. It's God's show. This is about God. This is about Christian music. This is about a message that hopefully will go around the world as it's continuing to do, and maybe pick some other ones up as well, to get that message out to maybe someone who's who's known Christ, but maybe he's walked away, or maybe he's never heard Christ, and they'll turn on that dial, and at that time, they'll be able to hear another message in a different way, 
because you know contemporary music is Christian music's cool. It really is. It's yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong. I love gospel music as well, but Christian music really resonates. And I would I would hope that maybe someone would tune keep that doll on a little bit longer to be able to hear that message. Yeah. You know? And it's just funny how that genre does different things. It's like I'm not a I'm not a, a modern music person at all. Not not even, you know, I really not a fan of rap, that kind of thing. But when DC Talk was around back in the late 90s, I mean it spoke to me. I I yeah. I used to I, I loved that stuff. And you know yeah. Toby Mac and, and and I've seen um uh, Michael Tate in live uh, once. Oh, nice! Here, here uh, uh, when he had his band Tate, it was wasn't long after DC Talk had broken up. Okay. And, and but you know that kind of music just it's that specifically speaks to me. Uh, you know some of the the slower stuff and you know, but yeah, there, there's there's something <laughs> special about it. But because yeah. I really think God can speak through that. You know, if if whoever's writing the song is truly plugged into God, then yeah, that that comes through. And I think that's it's in your face and it's in it's there well yeah there's a new song i just actually premiered it on one of our shows gavi g-a-w-v-i gavi's the artist not too far the lyrics are so, you got to listen to the lyrics will just you hang on to them because he's he, the message is there You've, you're never going too far as long as you have breath in your lungs hmm. it's never too far Never too far. We always have a chance to turn around and run back to Jesus. And that's what the lyrics are of the song. It's not a rap song, but it's definitely contemporary. It's something you would probably hear maybe on one of the pop stations, right? But it's just, right. it's 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 one of those songs that there's a nice hook to it. And it mm. just definitely keeps you entertained into it and also keeps yeah. you engaged. So it's just, it's just funny how it does, it reaches across all every every demographic and and it'll reel you in, you know. So yeah. Uh, now you said you work for Rick Dees. I want to get back to yes. your, your now. What was he like? I've met some celebrities in the past, and some have been, been fantastic, and some have been very disappointing. What what was uh and and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to say if it was bad. Be I guess careful. I'm, you on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he was great. He was yeah. he was really really great. It seems and like he would be. He, he was. I mean, funny, 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 funny. And so what you heard on the radio was truly his personality. Yeah. Um, and I think it's almost like a dying breed. There's so many different radio, you know, personalities on the radio right now, and they're just literally they say, "Here's the next song," and push a button, which is fine, yeah. Yeah. you know. But he would do these skits. Like all the things he would do, it was just hilarious. And you're just sitting here watching it. And that wasn't just like a, a, you know, a play or whatever. That was his life. He was yeah. just, he was very funny, very humorous. And um, then um, in the same studio, the same, yeah, the same studio where Kiss was at, he had another division where he did his, um, his top 40. Rick D's top 40. Yeah, I was going to say, was that at the same time he was doing the AT four top or no, not, not AT? Yeah, that was. Yeah the, yeah, the top 40. Yeah, the Rick D's top 40. And so I got to interact with uh, those producers there as well and got to meet with them a little bit. And a lot of this stuff crosses over when you're in the same building, you know, you cross over and work with each other and stuff. And so I got to meet some really cool people actually when I was there. But, but Rick was, um, I learned a lot from him and um, he was definitely a perfectionist. If something didn't sound right, and and as you should be when you're when you're at that level, Absolutely. and you have that listenership, and you're in the number two market right in the world in, in yeah. Los Angeles, it's got to be on top of your game. And so he would um, even with us, he would coach us and say, "Yeah, you know, you might have handled, you know, never criticize, but you mm -hmm. know, maybe you could have handled this a little differently this way when you were on the air, or you know, whatever, whatever." And you take that, 
And, you know, if you don't listen to it, then what is, I think the book of Proverbs that talks about only a fool, you know, turns away from wisdom, right. And doesn't listen and doesn't, doesn't learn from, from, from guidance. And so we always learn. And so, but I did, I learned a lot from him. Um, one funny story. Um, I remember we were going, I believe he was going to uh, one of those record re, record award programs. You know, they, they happened ever. I think, I'm not sure it was billboard, but it was one of those. And so we were mm-hmm. getting ready and, so this is this is something that happens a lot in the industry. A lot of people don't know about it. Um, people will wear a, a little bit of like a concealer, just a little bit, like not major makeup, obviously, but just a little bit of concealer to to hide whatever. Whenever you go into live remotes, are you going into the public like that? So he, I would be sitting there washing my hands, and he was sitting there in the in the mirror, just putting a little bit on. It was just the funniest thing because <laughs> that's what you did. I mean, it was it was not weird to see that because everyone did that because you're, you have bright lights on you. You're in the, the public and that's just what you did. Every flaw so, seen at that point. So yeah. Correct. And I'm, yeah, yeah I'm not talking major makeup, obviously. I just no, mean like I the don't. little, you know, like the little concealer sure. stuff or whatever, but it was, uh, it was really, really, a, really honestly a fun time to, to work at KISS. Learned a lot, got to see firsthand back in the day in the studio, they would literally have CDs. And they would have towers and I would have to go collect all the music for that hour and I'd put them in order and then, you know, we'd put them in nowadays. They don't even use that. It's that it's so that's so from the nineties, right? That's so old fashioned. Everything is, you know, um, uh, digital nowadays. So I I remember when I was in radio back in the eighties, everything was on cart. So we didn't even have CDs back then. We did. We had, we actually had two turntables in there. Also, we had a turntable, two turntables and we had a reel to reel that we would record callers when we came in. So yep. yeah, it was uh very, very, man, guys nowadays would probably not have any idea how to work all that stuff. So yeah. Well, and well, it's funny you said that because they actually were graduating into um, into the CDs from the cart. That's actually what yeah. they had. And they were just doing that transition into the sure. CD. So sure. yeah, you know, it, exactly. And at the, in those days, you really literally ran a board. You had yeah. to know how to run a board. Yeah. You know, and like you said, I mean, I, nowadays, I think people just have, I mean, that's my setup. I don't have a board. I have a computer and software and that's, that's how we produce our shows nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole lot easier. I produced one for uh, Great Britain, a two hour show. And uh, yeah, I use my Scarlett 2i2 interface and 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 my music library and Audacity. And I can I put together a whole show and, nice. and it's uh, it, it, you know, it takes a little while. But when you're putting stuff together, making sure you're hitting the post and everything. But uh, yeah. But yep. yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, but yeah. yeah, I remember back then when you uh, would make a commercial and you had to put it mm-hmm. on cart, you know, cause your board, I think the board I, we worked with, and I don't even remember what kind of mic it was. And I'm normally kind of geeked out about that stuff, but, um, <laughs> but I think the board had about 25 channels, 23 channels, but we only used about nine of them. And what, you know, of course one it was probably 10 then, because one was the microphone, maybe one was the remote mic for the, the news guy. And then all the rest of them were for the uh, music cart players and the right. uh, commercial carts. Cause it's, yeah, it yeah. had one, uh, you, you would put a little thing at the end and I can't remember what you called it, but at the end of the, the um, commercial, you would put something on that 
recording that would flip over to the next one and it would trigger it automatically. Okay. So it's like, what, so you could put in three commercials, you would have one song and then you'd come out of that song and you'd go to commercial and you hit that first commercial. Let's say you got a 60, 60, 30 mm-hmm. and it would automatically go. So you could run and get a cup of coffee, do whatever you got to do and come back. And by the time it came back, it would play the first song because normally there's just a bumper going in that first, first song you had probably right. 10 minutes to go do whatever you wanted to do. So it, yeah. it was, uh, that was kind of neat. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know how it works today, but but that was cool. But that was <laughs> that, cool. that. Yeah, that's definitely cool. And and uh, yeah, there's definitely times that you know um, you, you want to go take a break or you know use a restroom or whatever. But sometimes it's it's difficult. And and the other thing too that's really interesting is, and a lot of people know this um, when you're listening to any radio station. Again, I'm just referring to pop because that's where I was at at the Kiss station. But um, a lot of this stuff's pre-recorded. So like you said, uh-huh. they'll have the caller come in. Hi, interact with the caller. Where are you calling from? What do you song do you want to hear? What, what are you doing tonight? Blah, 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 whatever. That's all yeah. pre-recorded. Yeah. Then when you come back from the break, you push play. So you're playing that piece and then you can go out and go use the restroom or do whatever you need to do. Hey, you've you've so got cool. that little buffer there. Yeah. And the other, the great thing about that too, is you're not going to make a mistake because being live on the radio, you can stutter, you can oh, tum- yeah. stumble over things. But when it's pre-recorded like that, and I I love that. And there's another personality I used to work for. He's still in Los Angeles. His name's Valentine. Valentine was at Kiss. He also worked in the evening. He's now the morning show um, at um, in Los Angeles now currently. So I worked for I produced for him as well. But I love that, and I learned a lot from that. I love pre I love live radio too. Yeah. But I love pre-recorded because if you make a mistake, you can just go right in and and edit it out, and no one even knows the difference. I know, I know. And <laughs> you, know? you can even edit out your breaths, or at least reduce your breaths, so it, oh, it yes. does seem to flow a lot better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As a matter of fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be interviewing a lady named Kendra Rains. She has like three different stations she's on in the country. Mm-hmm. And she does the, you know, it's called voice tracking for anybody who's, who's and, and it's what a lot of smaller stations do. They contract out their DJs and it sounds like it's a local person because they're saying local things, you know, you know, you get, right. show up this weekend at the Apple Festival at wherever, wherever. And yeah. it's like, it, it's just, it's really neat. And I, I think it neat to, to uh, kind of get her take on all this and, and how all that, I mean, we're probably pulling the veil down over something they don't want us to pull the veil down over, but eh, <laughs> it's, it's my are. show. I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I'm like, can we, you know, cause we're, we're not, we're saying anything that we shouldn't, but we're, 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 you know, we're showing the magic hand, right. On the yeah, side, yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people know about it anyway. So, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, that's how I found out about it. Somebody told me about it. So, I mean, right. you know, yeah. Um, now, did Rick D's kind of uh, influence how you how you work, how you your your DJ style? A little bit. I I like to think that I have uh, a humorous side of me, hmm. but you know what? <clears throat> I've used that with other type of formats. And other shows I've done, not for the Christian one. I, I just really want the Christian radio show to be just the message and then the music. Sure. Um, it would be easy for me to go another way with it and maybe introduce some of that. But I just don't feel that's really what I want to do right now. Yeah. Um, but so, yes, he did. I learned a lot from him as far as humor and um, uh, even setting things up where you call someone and 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 play a you know like some kind of a phone trick or whatever, but it's all being rep- you know um, recorded. Yeah. Those are really funny. Those are really yeah. fun. But yeah, um, it was just it was just great to watch such a professional. And 
I mean, what are the what are the chances and to have that opportunity to work for such a legend? Oh yeah, he was know? a legend, absolutely. I mean, it just I, it was just amazing. It was just really, but but see again, God always knows our future and He always directs our path. That was something I, I know that He got me involved in, so I could learn this, yeah. you know, so I could learn this for for now for such a time as this. From what I'm doing now with this radio program, I would have no idea how to produce a show and do all that if I had not you know been in it. Sure, and 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 God used that. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't. I don't know what Rick's beliefs are, and it doesn't matter. But it's like you know, he, he set you up to learn from somebody who really, really knew what they were doing and really right. understood how to connect with their audience. And I think that's what a good DJ does. He learns how to connect with who's listening out there and make it sound like you're talking directly to them. And that's not easy. It sounds like it would be easy, but it certainly is not easy. It's um, it's not easy. And in fact, some people, some uh, personalities will even have like a little cutout of people's faces because they're, believe it or not, there is a difference when you're just, you know, talking to you're, you're talking and you think you're doing a show. There is a difference when you sound like you're actually talking to people. And I can't even tell you how many people and Rick Dees is one of them. When I first started, he said, you know, he said, take yourself out of this for a minute. He goes, um, it sounds like you're just kind of talking make make it sound like you're talking to people that are actually listening and the sound changes i tried it and it's so funny how it actually changes I know. it really does it's like magic you know but the human nature wants us to go back to that reading or, or you know and it's just Correct. so very difficult because you do voiceover also i was going to talk about that i do like, yes i do and and that's that's one of the the basic tenets of voiceover is don't make it sound like you're reading a, a piece of copy. Make it sound right. like you're talking to a friend or you're talking to your parents or whatever. I mean, and and it's it's hard to do. I mean, it's it's sort of like you know rubbing the top of your head and patting your belly at the same time. You know, you've right. got all that. Right. There's a lot going on there. So, and I, you know, what? I'm still learning. I mean, I I think you learn all the time. There's there's always so much to learn. There's new software that comes out. There's new. Uh, different things that you can use as far as, far as sound effects. There's always something new that comes sure. out. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's sometimes it's a challenge. I think most of voiceover work I've done, I've done a couple of um, companies, um, big corporate companies, but radio stations, a lot of radio stations, some most for some reason out of Canada has has reached out to me and I've done some voiceover work for them. And then oh, great. S- some of the even stations that we have now that uh, elevated Daniel's elevated top 10 is on, they've actually asked for me to do voiceover, not even so much for Daniel's. I mean, I've done a little bit for that as well, but Mm -hmm. just for their station specifically, you're listening to, you know, whatever. And so I've, I've done that as well, but um, yeah, it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. I love radio. I think TV's cool, but I've never really had a passion for TV where some people are the opposite. They want to be on the camera and that's, that's cool. That's their thing. But I've always enjoyed the radio. That's just always been my thing. My my whole uh, joke has always been I've got a face for radio, so that's why I don't do TV. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really that yeah, really just, works for me. You know, it's funny sport too. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know the the internet has kind of opened up so many avenues. Like you said, you you do things for things in Canada, which you know, heck, uh, twenty years ago that was completely unheard of. That would you know, unless you had a national uh, commercial going out, you were never going to be on the air in Canada, being in Southern California. And and I was going to say that we just did a. Um, it was probably. A month and a half ago, um, I, I, the guy that I work with in uh, Leeds, England, sent me a piece of copy that him and I were going to be talking back and forth. So I had his his version and my version. And so I recorded mine, sent it to him. 
And he recorded his, and then it sent to Thailand, and it was playing on the radio in Thailand. Oh, well, how cool is that? All within 24 hours. Wow. That's just, to me, that, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a terrible geek at heart because I just think that's just the coolest thing. Yeah, it's cool. So. But um, well, it's you, cool. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, you just spoke to this. The cool thing, and, and we know that we know we're in the last days. We know this. Biblically, we are in the last days. And one of those things that, that we know is that God wants the whole world, right, to hear about the salvation message. Mm-hmm. And you just spoke to that, how quick you're able to turn that voice over around. Yeah. That's technology. There are so how many satellites in the air right now for TV and radio? I mean, we are saturating the world, literally. A radio show that I produce here on Wednesday nights and get over to all these stations on Thursday. And then by the weekend, it's broadcasting all over the world to listen to the show. And I've listened to it before. It's kind of funny. Listen to it in India. It air. They say it airs Sunday, but it actually airs Saturday night, our time. So 10.30, our time, Saturday night, I'm listening to our show over there on Sunday. It's the coolest thing. But see, that's the great commission. And that's the cool thing with technology now that we can get this message out. We can get it out. Well, we didn't have that capability, you know, so many years before. I think at last count that I know there was 1,500 satellites that that there's, you know, bouncing signals around all over the planet. And it's just... yeah. The coolest thing. Incredible. Yeah. Now you've worked in the music industry also recording, uh, music recording industry. Tell us a little about that. I did. So I had the labor manager, label manager, label manager for, (laughs) I say that three times. If you were a voiceover person, you'd get right through that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's when we hit pause and I go back and edit and then... (laughs) That's Either exactly right. I have to re-record it, actually. But <laughs> um, so the label manager with Pioneer Entertainment um, was tasked to have another division here because you know they do the electronics, they do the DJ equipment. That's what they're. That's what they've been known for. So they started this in Long Beach, actually, and also the '90s. And he knew I, you know, had worked for Kiss, and I was acclimated with the dance hits and stuff. And so, do you want to come on? And also with the Christian stuff. And I said, yeah. So I came in and I was um, one of their directors of marketing and promotions. And so, yeah, we managed various projects. Uh, Andre Crouch was one of them. CC Winans, his gift was one of the Christmas albums that we we managed that that particular um, album. And that was fun. We would go out and we would, you know, have meets and greets um, all over the place and they'd be able to be able to meet her. We would book her for different shows and stuff. But I... I really, really enjoyed that because I also got to see the other side of it, the record label. When the, when the record is created, then it, go, it gets handed off to the radio station. Why well, had just come from the radio station, but I, I understood how that works and, you know, rotations and the more rotations, the, the bigger the, the song is a hit, the more mm-hmm. you get paid royalties and then CSAC and BMI and everyone comes into play. But it was just really cool to see how that all happens and all exchanges together. Sure. So, and then also working again with CC one and she was great. I mean, she's obviously a, a gospel icon. And I think she's from um, Georgia here. I, she, I, I live just North of Marietta. I believe she used to sing at a church in Marietta. I, I, yeah, I think right. she, she did. Um, I know she. She's known um, the Houston family, Whitney Houston. They mm-hmm. very, very, very good friends, and um, they grew up together. And her and her brother BB Winans mm-hmm. actually were discovered, if you will, on the remember the Jim Baker PTL show oh, yeah. back in the day. They were they were part of the choir there, 
And they okay. started allowing them to do solos. And they're like, wow, you have an amazing voice. Who are you? And it just took off from there. But yeah, and she'll even tell you, Cece will tell you, I was discovered from the PTL, the original PTL. Yeah, Praise the Lord program. Now that's still on, is it not? The PTL? It's just, a, um, it looks different now. But It looks different. Yeah, he's calling it, I think he's calling it the Jim Baker show. But yeah, they also have like another piece of it, PTL, something they're trying to do something different with it. Yeah, but. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of Christian TV. I know that I, we we came across some something that was called PTL. I think it was uh, um, a, a couple of weeks ago and, and it was nobody I recognized. But I, I just remember the PTL club that they used to, they used to be called. But uh, yeah, with Tammy Faye. Tammy yeah, Faye and yeah. So um, now you have a beloved German shepherd named Bella. How does that feed into your, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you used her name. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So we adopted her in 15, 2015, we adopted her as a puppy. And, and so we've raised her obviously. Um, She's gorgeous by the way. What a beautiful dog. Oh, thank you. Oh man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was, her dad was a long hair. And her mom was just a regular, you know, not a regular, but a beautiful, you know, short hair, typical German Shepherd. Sure. Those two together have made these amazing, beautiful puppies. And we were fortunate enough to get one of them. And we knew right then her name should be Bella, you know, which obviously means beautiful. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what we named her. But she, yeah, she's our pride and joy. And, and uh, she's big. She's obviously, she's big. She's getting bigger. And um, so, but with my production company that I do for, uh, DT10 is Isabella production. So we'll even at the end of every show, that is our production company that we legally have. And so that's the name of it is Bella, the dog productions. So we named it after her. <laughs> it reminds me of, there was a TV show back in the eighties or nineties at the end. It was, a, it would, they would just say, sit, Ubu, sit. And then it would yes. hear a bark and it's a good dog. And it, it, yes, I do remember that. When, when I, I read the story. Sure that that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember either, but it was, anyway, it was, it was an iconic show back then. Of course, my memory, I'm, I'm 56. I can't remember anything. Um, so, so what, what's next? Thanks for Dan. You had a um, you had a radio show. I don't know if you want to talk about that. You had a radio station, an online radio station. Tell yes. us about, about that and uh, where we're going to go f- with that. I'm hoping that can come back. Um, I felt I wanted to. I felt again that I needed to launch I10, and that was the name of it, I10 FM, hmm. and um, just kind of rolls off your tongue. And that was a Christian based radio station, 24 seven, and it was all talk. There was no music involved in it. It was all talk. And, um, and we had a, an amazing array of talent and your show was one of them yeah, yeah. that was on I-10 FM. And that's actually, it. yeah, actually how we, how we met. And uh, it was just, it was just a really great local community radio station. And yeah. a few minutes ago, you were saying how like a lot of these stations now are enlisting someone who doesn't even live in that area, but they'll use talking points to say, come out, this is happening in this area or whatever. So it sounds like it's local. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we were trying to do. And we were, we are local. I mean, we're here in Palm Springs. So we are, we're here in Palm Springs, California. We're local. So the news, everything we had was local to this area. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm sure we'll come back again. We had to take a, um, a hiatus. Um, I had a, um, I wasn't well, and I'm, I'm not sure what it was. I'm not going to say it was uh, COVID, but um, <laughs> I was, I was sick, and um, just coupled with the fact that it takes a lot of work to do a radio station. I would imagine, it yeah, it takes a lot of time because all those shows have to be uploaded and everything. So, yeah, I, I'm sure it'll come back again. 
my partner on the uh, on the other podcast, Tim, he has his own online radio station. He plays a lot of the old stuff, the uh, Dagwood uh, and Blondie type stuff. He plays oh, nice. uh, Dragnet, a lot of the old standard radio dramas, and uh, and you know not normally not just dramas, but it was comedies and all that stuff. It's fantastic. But yeah, there's a little but there's a, a little trade off of a headache that goes on with that because you know just like anything else, a computer will crash or a computer will just stop all on its own and so yeah, yeah I, I get that so for sure so what's next for you where, where are you going from here i know you got you got this and hopefully this will take off and it'll be even bigger than it is now the the, the uh, det10 but uh what's what's going on after that what, what where do you see your future yeah I, I i really hope this continues to 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 take off and again not not for me but for, it's a ministry Cool. And that God would be able to use this. And I would hope we would we'd be able to get into even, you know, even more, uh, more markets, right? Because there's always, there's always a radio station that, that would like to add a show and um, if they have the space to do it. And I, 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 I really see this growing again. We've, we've only, we've only been around for about six months or so. So what's new, yeah. um, we do receive emails, which is really cool. We'll get emails from, you know, places around the world or whatever. And especially the UK will get, Hey, listen to your show. Enjoyed it was encouraging. That's awesome. That that's what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, because again, we're we're doing this as a ministry. And so I I I would say that's probably next. I would just hope that, that continues to grow. Um who knows what the future has. I would like I, hopefully I10 will come back again. We can relaunch I10 FM and okay. and uh, maybe be a combination between talk and music. Because sure. it'd be great to put this program on I-10. But again, we couldn't because we didn't have the the music rights to that at that time. We were only set up with, it was Live 365, who was our provider. We were only set up with talk, so no music. Um, this time around, maybe we can, you know, renegotiate that and be able to have music rights as well so we can yeah, broadcast. I think it's pretty expensive every year. I think there's a there's a fee for the three big uh, music, uh, whatever it is, copyright yeah. places. Yeah. It can be very expensive. The cool thing with Life 365 is they actually umbrella all that. They have a relationship with Life Set with, um, with uh, CSAC, BMI, all the big music houses. They have a relationship. So what happens is when you pay your monthly fee to, for your airtime. It's rolled in. Some of that, yeah, is already going toward that. Um, but if you just did it on your own, yeah, it'd be very expensive to do it. So that's the cool thing about Light 365 is that they do um, offer royalties, so they're paying that. But it's still very expensive. It was, I think, like 65, 70 bucks a month. And that may not sound like a lot, but when you're – that, it can get very expensive. Were you selling advertising time. in order to kind of cover those costs? Were you – that was the other challenge. <clears throat> that's that's what we wanted to do. It was really difficult to reach out to the local community to actually get um, investors to basically or you know, advertisers to do anything local. And that that was that was part of our plan was to do that. Um, I just don't think we were long. We weren't around long enough for it to really benefit anyone. For anyone to come on and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to invest in that," because we we just weren't around that long. Sure. But that's definitely part of our business plan. And moving forward, we would definitely, we would need that. You know, a lot of these stations come and go. Yeah. I've seen them, you know, um, and it's it's sad, you know, um, because it's it's expensive. It's airtime is very expensive and it's it's not cheap to, to run a station. But now were you terrestrial as, as well as being online? You, you... We were only online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were only online. 
Um, and that was part of the beauty. We wanted it to make it sound like we were a local like AM or FM dial. We never said we were, but we want we, we made it sound like that. So if you were in the local area, hopefully we'd have people tune in um, to us and make, and like I said, there was local news. We did the weather, everything to do with Palm Springs or the greater Coachella Valley. So it sounded like you were part of the, we had local pastors. We have pastors that are here locally that had a, a program on there. One of our city council members had a program um, on our, on our station. So it definitely was a community type of a radio station. I know you're from Downey originally, correct? Is that I, correct? Yes. Yeah. That's right. I know there's a Calvary Chapel Downey that the, uh, the pastor there kind of, they, they, uh, they record everything and it gets distributed through Calvary satellite network. And I, I don't think it's called that anymore. It's called the Christian satellite network, but I know at one time there was some kind of mix up with all that. But anyway, at one time they, you know, a lot of the, at least Calvary Chapel churches would would have thirty minute shows that they would kind of like play one after another, and, uh, and on certain times of the day you could count on your favorite pastor coming on at three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So that would be yeah. you know. So um, if yeah. I, I like to kind of finish off these with a question that I don't tell you about ahead of time. If you could go back, say 20 years and talk to your 30 year old self, pull yourself aside and say, dude, you got to do this. What would you tell them? Become an airline pilot. <laughs> <laughs> that was not expected. <laughs> what well, great. Yeah. I've since, since a little boy, um, used to watch airplanes. I'd have my dad take us to uh, LAX. There was a little place you could park next to the airport. And we would just sit there and eat donuts and coffee. And well, I wouldn't have coffee, watch but I'd have donuts plane. and watch the airplanes. And um, something I wanted to do, I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. And there's just something about it. And to this day, I love anything to do with aviation. But um, that and the other thing I used to do, I would take our tape recorder and I would make um, radio shows. And I'd go to our CB radio. And hold the button down for 20 minutes. People love this, right? Really? And I would I would play the show <laughs> until I would let it go and you'd have everyone cussing at you because they're you know oh, truckers and everything. <laughs> yeah, you're probably on channel 19 if I'm remembering correctly, right? I believe so, yes. <laughs> um, but I didn't I didn't understand the concept of like this whole, you know, you know, it's a, it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. You gotta yeah. release and let them talk. And so I'd hold it down, it was the funniest thing. I'd put 10, 15 minutes, it'd be who's on the air and cussing in. <laughs> but so that was my first radio show actually was a tape recorder and the CB. That was my first radio show. But you were going out, you might've only had 10 Watts, but you were over the air. I was over the air. That's right. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you and maybe get your show on their radio uh, uh, programs or whatever on their yeah. platforms, how would they get a hold of you? Best way to probably would go to our, our dot com, which is www.danielset10.com. And there, there's the all the our Gmail, all the phone numbers, information is all there on our website. So danielset10.com. And there's contact info on that. If they want to send you an email, yes. they can do it. That's fantastic, man. You've been, you've been a great guest. I appreciate you coming on. This is uh, this is oh, fascinating. Thank you for having me on here. Like I said, we kind of like, peel the veil back a little bit, maybe more than we should have. And, uh, you know, but, but you know, I think people are interested in this kind of thing. I know I always was when I was a kid, you know, I, and, and yeah. it reminded me of something that I was, I was kind of disheartened. I, I think I was 10 years old and I called a radio station. It was right when FM 
kind of, I'm, I'm just a couple of years older than you are, but when FM kind of really blossomed as as uh, top 40 music, AM used to kind of dominate. And then FM was always the old people music, you know, the Lawrence right. Welk stuff, yep. you know. Yep. And then once it started playing the, you know, the, the, the popular music, I called the radio station. You could call and make a request and they would actually play it. And I called and uh, he said, okay, he goes, could you do me a favor? I said, yeah. He says, I want you to say, and he gave me, could you play? And it seemed like it was a, um, I, man, I, you know, I can't, I can't remember what the song is. I, it's, it's sort of like on the tip of my memory, but I can't remember, but he, he had me fake a, a request and I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, and so I, I faked the request yep. and it was about 20 minutes later, I heard it. But you know the satisfaction was shot. I I I didn't I didn't like it. I yeah. I, right. I, you didn't like your own voice back then anyway. But it was fake. And I'm thinking. And then when, once I got working in radio, I had a I worked at a uh, morning radio show, and and the guy there would always say, "It's not real. It's radio." And yeah. and that kind of brought me back to that ten year old kid. And and thinking, well, it's so funny you said that because that's the other thing that we did for the the Rick Dees, the Top Forty show. Yeah. Um, remember that's it's all pre recorded. So they would have me go into another room, change my voice, or maybe use my same, my same voice. And they would do a little bit of editing. I would go literally in the next room and say, hi, this is Joe from Idaho. And I'd like to hear, it was all, it was. Oh my gosh. Because oh my gosh. not that you didn't get calls, but you get calls and you can have a stack of voice messages that why would you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of you yeah. try to get to them if you can, but the show's already been recorded. It's already been set up. You're working literally on the next week's show. So right. whatever was the week before is not even relevant. So it's hard to say it's not live radio. It's pre-recorded. So um, that was one thing that, that we used to do. And it's, I, same thing. I learned that, okay, this is fake. It's this is fake. fake. Then when I worked in live radio in the nighttime with Valentine, even with Rick D's in the morning, yeah, the lines would all light up and those were well people. And, but here's the thing that people don't realize you're probably not going to hear your song because there's what this, there's this thing called a playlist yes. that the program director has already the songs that he or she wants played within that hour. So you can write it down and say, sure, we'll get to that. And if it's a popular song, they're going to hear it, but it's not because they requested it. It's just right. because it happens to be already on the list. And if they're asking so, they, for Delta Dawn from 1974, correct. they're not going to get that. Correct. <laughs> so, but they, they leave feeling special going, oh my gosh, look at my songs that I just requested this. And yeah. it had probably nothing yeah. to do with the request. It was already on the playlist, but right, right. so yeah, it's fun. I radio, it's, it's really fun. And you're right. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people there really is. And, and, you know, I hate to get off track because I was just fixing to close this up, but it's like, I remember when we had, uh, it was a morning show. So it's like when the, the uh, news guy was running late. So mm -hmm. we would always have uh, a song from the box tops called the letter mm -hmm. and the letter from the box tops was one minute and 57 seconds. And I remember having that cart at my right side, because I was the board operator, and and right. and when he would, I would kind of do everything and and sh send everything over to him, shift everything to the where it needed to be needed to be. But if I knew that he was running late, I'd have that cart all ready to go. Right. And it's like he's not coming in, he's not coming in. It's a, yep. <laughs> and so it'd be like news is coming up in just a minute, and then I hit that, and it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. fake. We probably played that song twice, three times a week. So what are you going to do? But it was, it was funny. Daniel, I appreciate that this, you've been a great guest. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, we will do you. this again. Once you get like saturated nationwide, we will bring you back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Daniel Pitts and his email or his uh, website is again, Daniel's ET10.com. 
danielset10.com. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for listening to AM Coffee. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. For more information and archive shows, the website is amcoffee.us. If you'd like to email us, it's amcoffeepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.